Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. How many of you out there want to know your calling and want to pursue the highest purpose and destiny in God? Well, I know I do, and I've been praying and posturing myself that way for years, so let's pray, and then we'll jump into this hopefully practical and inspiring podcast on Breakthrough for Your Calling. Well, thank you, God, for this time, and we decree this over this podcast that there is a breakthrough right now, that there is an atmosphere of breakthrough, there is a faith for breakthrough, there is an expectancy for breakthrough, for your calling, your purpose, your hopes, your dreams, your desires, your destiny. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, let's go to the theme verse, which I love to do. Did you know why I do this? Did you know that most podcasts don't ever take you to the Bible? Really? Well, now, teaching podcasts from churches do, but a lot of the discussions, they're wonderful and they're awesome, but I am at literally trying to model something for us. I pray, I take us to the Word, and I tell stories. I believe it's a three-chord strand that's not quickly torn apart. Oh, I just thought I would toss that in. So we pray, and I'm going to give you some scripture. It's Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Well, let's go back to verse 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Well, what is hope anyway? Hope is the positive expectation of good. In other words, you have your mind set that something good is just about to happen. And as the mind thinks, so will you be. So it's really important to have a breakthrough in your calling might also include a breakthrough in mental health because it requires a healthy perspective putting on the helmet of hope, a happy 
anticipation that something good is just about to happen. So, breakthrough for your calling. Well, off of my mast, if I have keys in my own personal walk and life with God. Well, here's a behind the scenes. I'm not telling you to do what I do, but I'm offering a principle for you to take and pray and see what's the application for your life. I could say for well over 30 years, every fall at the Jewish calendar, at the time of Yom Kippur, the time of Rosh Hashanah, the 10 days of all that culminates in what's called Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement, those are days that the priest would present themselves before the Lord. Okay, but I, that's not my subject right now. I'm just trying to tell you a testimony. So in the beginning of the new Hebrew year, I take three days and I pray with fasting, if possible. But what I'm doing in that one, it's not a act of I'm interceding in behalf of others. No, in this time, if I, this is one of my keys, I think. Every fall, beginning of the new year, I take three days, I posture my heart before the Lord, and I pray, God, heal the hurts in the different four chambers of my heart, show them to me, heal, cleanse, I ask that you bring to the surface even bitter root judgments, bitterness I'm holding. And then another one real specific. I take from the book of Jeremiah where it says he sends forth his word to shatter the hard place in the heart. So I go every fall and I say, God, send forth your word to shatter the hard place in my heart. You say, well, what's that got to do with breakthrough for your calling? A lot. Because if your heart is hard, it will be harder to believe in God's destiny, in God's calling. Or you will have a closed or a shut down heart. So perhaps one of the keys that I do is every fall I take three days to pray over the condition of my heart, of your heart. Well, let me now give you a Bible principle. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 19 says... I pray that you be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Ephesians 1.17. Verse 18 is where I'm taking us. And I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened so that you might know the hope of his calling. Oh, I thought it was my calling. I thought it was your calling. I thought it was, it's what it says is, I pray that the eyes of your heart, that's yours and mine, will be enlightened or opened to a greater degree to the hope of his calling. Now, what was hope? A happy anticipation of good, that something good is just about to happen. And so, with this, then, I need you to pray and ask the Lord to open the eyes of your heart. Open the eyes of your heart to what? The hope of his calling. His calling. It's his calling. Now, I understand the whole thing about having dreams and being a person with desires, but I want to quote to you the psalm in the way sometimes we snatch it, and it goes, God will give me, God will give you the desires of your heart. It's true. But 
there is a prerequisite that is mentioned first, and that part of the verse in the Psalms, it might be Psalm 37, is the benefit. But there is a prerequisite. There's something that goes before, and it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So are they your desires, or are they his desires? Is it your calling, or is it his calling? It is his. But what happens is there's a divine transfer that occurs, because as you delight yourself in the Lord, your heart changes. And now he is putting the seed of his word, of his hope, his call, his purpose, his destiny, his desires in you. And now you want what he wants. And he wants you to have what you, in a sense, oh, hold on, don't cringe, you want. Because it's not now your desires, they're actually his, and now they become our desires. Because your heart is in union with his. Really? Yes! It is a part of the new creation. It is a part of the process of sanctification. In the beginning, is it going to be that way? No, not hardly. But at the same time, we grow. And so that's why Paul is praying. He's praying for the people just like you who want to be positioned for a breakthrough in your calling. That I want us to get it straight, just like I'm going to be asking some questions later, but it is. Is it his or your calling? It's yes. It is the hope of his calling. The anticipation of something good that God has for you. You got to believe that. And if you do not believe that God has a good hope, a future, and a call for you, then you need to renounce that ungodly belief and ask the blood of Jesus to cleanse you, bring that thought into captivity, and then replace it with a godly belief of God has a hope and a dream for my life. Now, then let's delight ourselves in the Lord. And as we give him first place, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then what? All these things will be added to you. All these things will be added. But the prerequisite is seeking first his kingdom. So it is his calling that becomes yours because it becomes yours because you chose his. I love it. Isn't that awesome? Now, another key in position for breakthrough in your calling could be do you have a passionate pursuit? 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says, Let love be your aim, and yet earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. And then it goes on to say, and especially that you might prophesy. Now, watch this. Let love be your aim. So, in your breakthrough of your calling, what is your aim? Very important. Is love your aim? If loving people is your aim, I'm going to tell you something. God is going to bless you. God is going to open up that future, that hope, and that destiny. But if your hope is only about yourself, oh, well, that sounds a little selfish. It sounds a little greedy, maybe. And maybe there's some healing that needs to happen there and some more progress in our progressive transformation, reformation, okay? But passionate pursuit, 1 Corinthians 14.1. Let love be your aim. So love of God and love of people. Oh, my goodness. And love your neighbor as your hmm, self. Okay. Passion or pursuit. Let love be your aim. And then what? Earnestly desire. 
What do you earnestly desire? The word earnest means to have a deep-seated craving for, earnestly desire. The word desire means passionate pursuit. Do you have a deep-seated craving for with a passionate pursuit? Your calling? Your hope? Your future? Or have you gone blasé? Through time, trials, storms, have you just gone over in case, sarah, sarah, what will be, will be, and you have just rolled over and like you are saying, I am not playing in this game. Well, guess what? You are. Because we're aligned with one kingdom or the other, and when we're in passivity, I'm going to tell you, that is not lined up with the kingdom of God. Peace is not the same thing as passivity. Because you can be in war and have peace. You can be facing a crisis and have peace because there's a true eye of peace, tranquility, in the midst of every storm. So, you can have a passionate pursuit, a deep-seated craving for, with a passionate pursuit, the spiritual gifts. Well, let me just expand that a little and say to have a deep-seated craving for, with a passionate pursuit, God's calling, God's calling upon your life. He wants you to go for it. He wants you to roll the dice as it would be. He wants you to risk. He wants you to believe for an increase. He wants you to increase in your talent. He wants you to increase in your destiny. I pray the word of God. I want to challenge you to take Jeremiah 29 verses 11 to 13. Pray them as a declaration, and that will be a part of you having a breakthrough and your calling. By the way, I still pray for an increase of the hope of his calling in my life. I pray the Bible virtually every day, every week for sure. I pray the word of God. What are your prayers based in? Are they based in, oh no, let's do, let's stay positive. Pray the Bible, pray the Bible, pray the Bible. And as you what delight yourself in the Lord, then guess what? You can also then pray out of your desires because you have not, the book of James says, because you don't ask. And you know the people who don't ask are the ones who are passive. They just don't care anymore. Or they just don't believe that God has something greater that they can do that goes beyond their natural skill and talent because there is the X factor. The X factor isn't your natural charisma. The X factor is a God factor. The X factor is the supernatural empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the work of grace and faith in your life, and you grow and increase. Guess what? I believe I am to still be increasing in my sphere of influence, and I believe that everything matters, and guess what? I believe God wants you to have a future and a hope, and a bright destiny. There is someone out there right now that you've been having dreams since you're like 14 years old about movies and films, and you just keep having it. I'm not sure you might be maybe around early 20s right now, but you've been having since teenager about the desire for film and about excellence and helping raise the bar of the whole Christian influence. And excuse me, I'm just going to flat out say it, and they're not, and they're not be cheesy films but they'd be relevant. They'd be excellent. And God has put that in your heart. The minimum is you are a 
a media intercessor. So I'm speaking something forth right now that I've never declared before. I declare intercessor for all seven cultural mountains. And I declare that that is a part of the key of a whole group of people arising. So right now for that person that's been having these dreams, I just want to say again over you, God has a hope. He has a calling. He has a future. He wants you to be salt and light into the arts, entertainment, and media mountain for such a time as this. There's somebody that's listening that has a question before God, and you're pondering, I have been successful in the marketplace. I'm just wondering if I'm supposed to take these skills, and they go outside of the church world, and outside of the business world I know, and I'm going to tell you a desire that's in your heart, and it's for government. And I want to really encourage you to run for that beginning position, which is on the House of Representative in your state. By the way, you might be in the state of California. God wants to raise you up. God wants to use you. I see people, call God calling people to destiny, and you're not quite sure, and, I, and this is going to quicken you. There's going to be a spark of faith light up in you as I realize, and I see Florida right now, and I see people listening in the state of Florida, and God is going to quicken you with faith for your hope, for your future, for your destiny. I see people in the state of Florida that God wants them to take a step, use their marketplace understandings, and now you're going to get propelled into a governmental position. Oh, there's someone else that has been uh, uh, successful in some kind of like uh, uh, traffic uh, plans. Uh, I don't know what this is called, transportation for a certain city. And now God has got a move for you because he wants to position you for and even a larger city because there is wisdom that is on your life to help bring God's traffic solution to a whole city. And God's going to give it to you. He's going to give you an increase of faith, and he's going to give you favor. So you're wondering, should I submit my resume? And the answer is yes, do it. Because God wants to prosper you. Breakthrough in finances, last session, God wants to prosper you with a purpose for your family. Breakthrough session before this, and God wants to prosper you in your destiny, in your calling. Oh my gosh, isn't this awesome? So do you have, what do you have a deep-seated craving for? I walked through this journey with my four kids, and one of the things I think I did do successful or did correctly was I helped identify with them what was their destiny. What was their desire? It was a big stretch. It's a whole amazing message, but let me just say, God wants to help you not only discover your destiny, but I'm going to flip this. Guess what? God wants to use you as a discerner in a revelatory way to help other people discover their destiny, their calling for their life. And I pray that right now over some of you. I just speak over you because you are fulfilled. There are some out here, they're not in groping land. They're in fulfilled land because they have given honor to God and God is blessing and prospering them. And now I have a word for you. Turn. Oh my Lord, this is really on me. For some of you who have already prospered, I have a word for you. Turn and strengthen your brothers. 
turn and strengthen your brothers. Now God wants to use you as an influencer of influencers and not just be a person of influence, a person of blessing, a person of victory and breakthrough, but God now wants to use you as a multiplier. And he will give you a strategy, even a podcast, even a a, a YouTube video series, and I just see it right now, and you will raise up multipliers. I don't normally go this direction, but just recently on the road, I called out someone, and I prophesied over them that they were going to start a millionaire's club. Because they had been faithful in their calling of social entrepreneurship and small business entrepreneurship, and not God was going to almost make them like a franchise, and then by helping teach other people how they can have micro small businesses. So that can also be a breakthrough in your calling. Well, let's look at some questions. So, Eliana has brought a question. How do you know what your calling really is? How do you recognize it? Oh my gosh, what a great question. So guess what? When you see a peach tree, how do you know it's a peach tree? You go, you are so weird, James Gall. No, hang in there. Come on, this is a good one. If it's an apple tree, how do you know it's an apple tree? If it's a grapefruit tree, a lemon tree, how do you know it's not an orange? Buy your fruit. (laughs) Now, there are seasons you don't bear fruit. Oh, but you can also learn a tree by its leaves. You can also learn a tree by its branches. You also can learn a tree by its trunk. Now, listen to this one. You can also learn a tree by its root system. Ultimately, so you say, how do I know what my calling is? How do I recognize it? It'll bear fruit. And that thing is going to bring forth great fruit. And people are going to come along and they're going to pick the fruit and they're going to go, wow, this is one of the most luscious, sun-filled oranges I have ever eaten. But they're not going to call it a lemon because they just picked fruit, and it's orange. And so, how do you recognize it? Other people are going to recognize it. And they're going to come, and they have eaten your fruit. And that takes some time. And they'll eat your fruit and go, you know, you handle yourself so well in the public? Huh. You know, you've really got kind of a natural good look. Have you ever considered that maybe you should be modeling? And you go, oh my gosh, that's my hidden desire, but I'm just kind of like afraid to like cough up to it. Or like, wouldn't that be being a diva? No, that would be being a godly influence with beauty, releasing the beauty of God. That can be pursuing your calling. So how are you going to recognize it? By the fruit you bear, by the root system you have. How do you know what your calling is? Because you ask. If anyone asks God, God gives, James chapter 1. We admit our lack, we confess his vast supply, who gives liberally and in a complete manner, James chapter 1. We then believe that we do not have the answer, but we believe that God is 
prosperous and God has the answer, but we also believe he doesn't hold it back. We believe he liberally releases it. We then declare that we now have the mind of Christ. We put on our helmet a hope of salvation, and we declare we have the mind of Christ. And then you ask, because we have not, because we ask not. And so then we ask God to identify our calling and our gifts. And guess what? One of the ways it'll happen is through other people, because they'll eat our fruit and they'll go, wow, you are absolutely, should be a writer. You're an incredible communicator, etc. Okay, now, so... Eliana, I hope that was helpful. And for the next person, Mark, he says, how can you stay passionate for your calling? Oh, that's so smart. Well, guess what? You need to have a realistic mindset that there's something called endurance that is really needed. There is never, even in the supernatural ways of God, there is never a replacement for something called faithfulness, diligence, putting your hand to the plow, and not taking it off. How can you stay passionate? Well, I'm going to say to you, you're not always passionate. Let's get real. You're not always in the same level of fervor. But the issue is, are you diligent? Are you faithful in the secret place? Because there will be times that other people are going to prosper in the public, and you haven't yet. And you're going through a test. And it isn't your job to determine whether they went through the same test that you did to get to where they are, because guess what? Even if they're in a place of prospering an upgrade, guess what? That doesn't mean there's anything less in God for you. So get out of this comparison mindset that if somebody else has graduated, elevated, gone into another sphere, that that means there's less of a market. No, there's not. It just means God still has his spot, his place for you. This is so important. So how can you stay passionate in your pursuit? It's through diligence. It's through prayer. It's through staying in community. It's by walking with other people. It's by feeding yourself. It's by staying in the right environment, etc. So thank you, Mark, for your question. And then the last question for today is, my calling has been unfolding for years. Oh, that's so good. Do you fight the urge to take matters into your own hands versus waiting on God? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, no. Yeah, I get it. That's why I'm laughing, because of course I do. Even after this length of time in my life, do I fight the urge to take things into my own hands and versus waiting on God? Guess what? That is such a great question, because do I fight the urge? Yes, because we all have the urge. We all have the urge for the fast track. We all have the urge, particularly in America today, United States of America, for fast food. We all have the urge to get to the, oh, like, you know, the four-lane highway, and there's this other one lane that is like, you know, it's the speedster lane that you can actually legally go over into, and there's like pass a whole bunch of other people. But you're supposed to have other passengers in your car, but you want to go over there, and it's only you. And so you're just like, oh, nobody's going to see right now, and you're praying in tongues that God doesn't see. Oh, anyway, I know this has got a thing to do with, yeah, but I thought it was kind of fun because it was the picture I just saw. So guess what? Do you have to fight the urge? Yes. We all, listen, this is why I just did that visualization. We all have to fight the urge. We need to stay in our lane. Stay in your lane. I've got a word right now for some people about your calling. Stay in your lane. And if you'll stay in your lane and not covet your neighbor's lane, covet their gift, covet their calling, it's a big test. 
I have walked through so much where it's just like, not fair, not fair, not fair. And guess what God says back to me? Who said the kingdom's fair? The kingdom is about obedience. And what you think, okay, you got to drop your measuring stick, your measuring rod. So anyway, my calling has been unfolding for years. Good perspective. Do you ever fight the urge to take matters into your own hands? That is so brilliant because you see, it's not just a decision and then you're over in the wrong lane or you said, do you fight the urge? That's so smart. That is being a person of discernment. And that's the person that will strike the mark. Well, this is James Gall. It's been so good to be with you today in our series on Positioned for Victory and Breakthrough. And this is the third part in that on Breakthrough for Your Calling. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.